Aloha, Soul Dancer here. I am the host for PWR Network's Confidence Building Series. Attention all network marketing business builders. What's the one thing every successful network marketer has in common? It's called confidence. Do you need help building confidence, not only in your own business, but in helping other people build their businesses? To learn more about how I'm paying network marketing business builders, yes, I'm paying you to build a successful team by building their confidence, call me at 312-268-0000. Again, 312-268-ALL-ZEROS to learn how I will pay you to build a successful network marketing business. Aloha, Soul Dancer here. I'm the author of Pay Me What I'm Worth, and I'm on a mission to end worth decay. Are you suffering from worth decay? Here's how you know you might be suffering from worth decay. If you think or feel worthless, because of your age, health, finances, or your looks, guess what? You're suffering from worth decay. There's good news. Our series here on PWR Network is Stopping Worth Decay. To get the most out of this series, just listen in every week. For those who really want to end worth decay, you'll call and register to be part of our unique self-paced program. Call me at 312-268-0000. Or visit PAY411, that's pay411.co, to learn more about this program. Welcome back to PWR Network, the world in your hands. And a gracious aloha, Soul Dancer here. We are PRW Talk Radio. Today we are in performance-based contracts as to how we're going to build our confidence. I'm delighted and excited to have our team with us. I want everyone to give a quick howdy and then we'll dive into the show and we'll start right off with Elaine. Elaine, welcome back. Hi, everybody. Anna? Hello. Tara? Hello, everybody. Aha, there she is, Isabel. Hello, everyone. And Stu. How you doing? And then, of course, Crystal. Hello, everyone. Today's show, I'm going to purposefully try and ruffle some feathers because performance-based contracts and the way that it builds confidence, who has a story that absolutely exemplifies a change of an agreement that happened with absolutely no communications whatsoever. In other words, who on the show today experienced somebody who you thought you had an agreement, not an assumption, not an expectation, but you thought you had an agreement with someone. In fact, you may have had a physical written contract with them, and then they changed it, and they changed it without telling you. Does anybody have a story they want to kick the show off with? This is Isabel. I didn't have a written contract with, I was going to do my, I mean, I'm doing my logo for my website. The person I hire is a friend of a friend, 
we started doing that in October, and it's January, and I haven't heard from her for a month. And I still don't have my logo. I wish I had a contract, and I wish she was not a friend of a friend. So I need to contact her and uh, and see what's going on. Mm. Mm. But I know for sure now that I will not hire anymore. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't anymore yeah yeah it's not professional i think to act this way totally agree with that totally agree anybody else who else has a a a memory of thought you had something down and apparently not got a story from my my past it's not about me it's about an an old boss of mine shall i recount that for you sure it was, the, it was the first place I worked, and it was a design studio, and it was above a print company. And the guy who ran the design studio, who hired me, thought for quite a few years that he was in partnership within that part of the company with the guy that owned the printer. And he only found out that that was different when we actually had a fantastic year and an, an enormous amount of money. And he went into a meeting to, to, to find out about the end of year uh, accounts and how much money they all earn, and was told that he didn't have any of that money, that he was just an employee of the company, that he wasn't a partner. At that point, he was devastated and walked out, and, and we actually ended up both leaving and set up another company. So, but that was a huge shock to him because it was an awful lot of money, and it, and it kind of should have been written down, this agreement, but it wasn't. It was a handshake, and there you go. You just can't trust certain people. Ouch. Mm. Ouch. Performance-based contracts, the contracts that I'm talking about. Think about this, ladies and gentlemen. We are born under contract. We're birthed under contract. Every minute of every day, we have contracts. We will die according to a contract. And depending on your spiritual beliefs, you're still under contract then. Hmm. Now, is this... Cycle babble. Does anybody have any idea where I'm coming from on this? Yeah, of course we've got contracts in life, haven't we? You know, we've only got a certain amount of duration here, so effectively we've kind of got a contract with ourselves that they're going to expire at some point. Mm-hmm. How many of you grew up in a house that had rules? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. We all did. <clears throat> and if you broke those rules, what happened? You got punished. Did you have much say in creating those rules? No. At, at least initially? No. no. Just That's just the way it is. You live it. How many have heard this line before? If you want to live under this roof, you'll blah, 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 blah. You've heard that before. Verbatim, yeah. And uh, I would imagine some of you who are parents, you... Eh, you might have even said those words. <laughs> no. When you step outside your door and you walk down the street and you get into any mode of transportation, are you aware of the thousands of contracts you're negotiating every step of the way? Yeah, with every driver, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, what's important here about confidence Think about this. If you know exactly what is expected from you, how it's expected from you, when it's expected from you, and you know exactly what you're going to receive if you perform according to the way you've agreed to, 
and you will know exactly what will happen to you if you do not. Maybe I'm a little delusional, but wouldn't that give you a really good sense of confidence by having that type of information at hand? It could, but it could work the other way, couldn't it? If you started to fall behind and not be able to deliver that, you would probably start to get really stressed by that, wouldn't you? Very true. You know how you are even with yourself. It's Mm. the beginning of the new year. We make these things called resolutions, possibly. We make these contracts with ourselves that we're going to get up earlier, or we're going to do this, or we're going to do that. Did anybody make resolutions this year? Uh, Yes. (laughs) I said intentions. Yes? You did intentions? Yes. Do you dare share them on the show? Actually, I would love to because it's something we were talking about earlier, learning as a fairly new aware life coach, uh, marketing coach, with some of my clients, I have realized that even though we may not necessarily sign a contract, they've created a performance-based contract with me. It is for me to be the, I call myself a course corrector, I in the past, would actually do all the work because I wanted them to look good and feel good and all of that. But what I realized was that just made them the hamster on the wheel. They weren't really getting anywhere. And so now I set intentions to be very aware, course correct, or help them course correct, but not actually do the work. They've got to do the work to be able to expand. And that's been very interesting. I was recalling one of my clients who is an amazing, amazing person, has all this talent, and we set out a marketing plan. We set the outline, everything going. It's to her, I say, this is your, I didn't call it a performance-based contract, but this is what, these are the steps you need to take. Obviously, if you took them, your reward is you would get a bigger client base. These things are going to happen. If you didn't take that, then what's the penalty? You know, as I'm, I'm referring, I'm relating it to your steps in the book, the penalty is, you don't get this. You are staying in the same place, like like I say, the hamster on the wheel. So one of the th- intentions that I set this year was to allow people <laughs> to own up to their own, uh, I'm going to use this, their own performance-based contract. It's not my job to make their contract work for them. So this has been a real eye-opener. I told Stuart and Isabel earlier, I said, I'm ripping up performance-based contracts. <laughs> I'm like, hey, my hands are in the air. I am doing my power pose. I don't know about you, but if you're not going to follow through, that's on you. That's I am not going to put that on me this year. My intention is to be there, hold space for people, but I am not going unless they unless they hire me to do the work. I'm not going to do the work for them. I'm done with that. So, Espavo. <laughs> Round of applause. It's a breakthrough. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. What else? What were some of the hot buttons? I mean, as you all were at least reading through, once again, for those listening in, what's happening here is we're building our confidence by going through the book, Pay Me What I'm Worth. And inside Pay Me What I'm Worth is a journey to learn more about yourself. The core of building confidence, absolute core, is to know yourself well. We're doing that as we go along. So in this particular segment of more or less making agreements and keeping them, what got pushed? What were some of the buttons that got pushed when you read through this material? For me, it was trust certainly got pushed. Mm, Can you elaborate? Thinking about the 
the lack of contracts that I have written down once, I kind of was thinking, well, I, I don't have those written down because I trust. I, I, I have my whole basis on trust. So when somebody says they're going to do something, I want them to do it. We have, but when we looked into it further, we actually discovered actually there is a paper trail. There's a, there's a, a virtual paper trail because we, we always email each other, okay, this is what you're going to get for that price. Okay, you're going to deliver that thing on that date. So I suppose in a way, although we don't actually physically write a contract, we have these little pieces of contract flying around all the time, making us accountable all the time. Because I'm, I'm going to say that I'm going to do it for a certain price, and I'm going to deliver it on a certain day. And I have to then feed that back to my suppliers to make sure that they do that as well. And so I suppose that the trust part of that is that we are, that there's a lot of verbal contact going on as well as written, and that we trust that those two things tie up well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have an interesting story about the whole contract and legal stuff later down the line. Uh, remind me to share that. I, it's very, it was very intriguing. Uh, who's next? Elaine, are you available? Or yeah, any, I'm here. Any buttons that, that this chapter pushed for you? Not really. I guess I've been pretty lucky. I haven't had any explosive issues in my life regarding this that I can remember. The reason why I asked him, I'm picking on you, is when when you learned that you were going to be made redundant in your prior position. Yes. Did, did you sense you had some sort of ongoing contract with your company before then? No, because I had been through about 60 layoffs by that time already probably, at least two or three years, so somewhere between 45 and 60. Holy so, fuck it. No, I had no feeling that I would be there forever. <laughs> Elaine, I applaud you. Wow, that's, yeah. that's amazing. And took my entire department to be let go, and everyone went out with me. And when I saw the size of the check I was getting to leave after 23 years, I was thrilled. <laughs> so, never looked back. <laughs> All right, then. All right. How about you, Isabel? Anything push your buttons in this chapter? I think it's like two. For me, it's the trust. I have a tendency of trusting people too easily. I feel like I don't need any contract if not me for me yes I have contract with my clients but really on the the others when I ask someone to do work for me depending on who what kind of work it is I think that I don't need any contract because I be, I trust people for some area for example if I have to work for my house or then I will ask ask for a contract uh, but usually I have too much confidence in people, too much. Isabel, when you were listening to Anna, because you're both coaches, uh-huh. when you were listening in, was there any part of what she was saying, did that ring any bells for you? Anna, what I heard you say, and correct me if I'm not paraphr- if I misparaphrase you, okay? Okay. What I was hearing you say, you as now stepping up more fully to be you know, your coach shingle is out there. You are a professional coach. And you recognize that in the past, you acted more like a cheerleader and you really wanted, and a police person, and you really wanted your clients to do well. So you, you were doing more of the work for them. It was like if you were on a two-person bicycle. You I was doing be, all the pedaling, yeah. Yeah. You were doing all the pedaling, and you realized, you know what, that didn't accomplish much for either one of you, and Uh you're not doing that anymore, right? 
No, I'm not. Not unless they're hiring me specifically to do the task. And I, I was actually saying earlier because I've I've kind of set myself up where I have categories of how much of how much of me you want to invest in. So if you're coming in and you want me to do your outline of marketing or whatever, I am going to do that and give you the avenues that you can have that accomplished. I will not accomplish that task for you as I did in the past. It, okay. it, it has to be, you have to take the inspired action. Otherwise, you don't get, it's, my intention won't even help you along. It has to be your intention. Right. It has to be you that do the work. It, otherwise, the point's moot. Why are you getting coaching if you're not going to take it to the next step? Exactly. Yeah. Yes, I completely agree. Yeah. I uh, completely agree. And uh, usually, sometimes, I've had higher people who thought that the coach was a magician and by hiring a coach, <laughs> their life will be transformed in, in a day. And it's not what happens. They have to do the work. We are here to help them and to guide them, but not to do the work for them. So, <laughs> yes. So, yes, I completely agree with Anna. Completely. Yes. Can I, can I add something to that? Please. I, I want to liken it to... You can be, you can come into this world and you can be handed everything, just handed, you're just sitting there and it's all just coming in. And you're like, oh, that's nice, nice, that's nice. And you don't really have this full appreciation for it. And when you take the steps to get those things, I always say you are in that space between where you are and where you want to be, so you're on this journey. When you do that, when you're on that journey and you look at that and you say, I took this, I met this person, I made this happen, when you get your result, it is so much more juicier so much more beautiful. It gets all of your senses together. It wasn't just handed to you. You did something and you created it. And to me, it's like to, to take that away from my client, to take that opportunity to go on that journey and to discover and to allow them to write their copy or talk about their web design or whatever it is and watch their creativity flow about what they want and how they want it to look and all of that juiciness in it. Instead of I just went, this was my idea, take a look at it, I wrote your copy, it, I don't know if it's really you, I'm just pretending, whatever, boom, 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 how does it look? Well, it may look all fancy, but is it really them? So, to me, having them go on that journey and to really appreciate what they've accomplished is the ultimate thing that a coach can do for their client. Mm-hmm. For those listening in, I really encourage you to think about this. Listen to what's happening with this. We're making a contract. We, as a team, made a contract to be together 12 weeks to build our confidence. And I hold that contract sacred. I do my utmost best to do what I can for everybody on this call and everybody listening to this show to help confidence naturally blossom. That's my intention. Now, much like I cannot breathe for you, I cannot eat for you, and I certainly can't <clears throat> eliminate for you. Uh, those are things you have to do for yourself. What you're hearing on this call is you need to make a contract, I need to make a contract, and we need to be clear what that contract looks like. All right, Crystal. For me, when I read this, I thought about just my chiropractic journey. I, I wanted to be a chiropractor. I'm fi- like less than 50 days out from graduating. I currently have a quarter million dollars in debt, and I have no plan. And so I just applied for a credit card the other day, 
as like an emergency and my credit score is extremely high and I was denied because my debt to income ratio is too high. So it, it really struck me that from young on, I was told go to college, get a good job and you'll be fine. But college is costing so much money and I, I don't come from someone who can like, I could ask my parents to co-sign, but they don't really make an immense amount of money. So I have to be very careful on every decision I make, where I spend my money, and especially where I spend my time. Because I have, I guarantee the government will get their money. So this is Sarah. I would like to share with what I think of contracts. Oh, I went to a esthetician a couple of years ago, and I wanted hair removal because I was in and everybody was doing it, and she burned my face. <gasps> but luckily nothing happened. I have no scars. It was a friend, a dear friend of mine who referred her that they used to go to school together. So I didn't see the necessity of having a written contract. Everything was done verbally. And it was one of the biggest mistakes I ever done. Not only oh, she yeah. didn't perform what she said she was going to do, but she damaged my skin, and also she charged me more money than that it was expected because she had all my credit card information. So it was a good lesson for me. I learned from it. So from now on, it doesn't matter who it is. I like to get things in writing just to make sure we both meet each other's expectations and we understand what we expect from each other. Excellent point. Sarah, thank you, thank you, thank you for bringing that up. Because You're since welcome. that, did you, out of curiosity, Sarah? Yes. You, you you mentioned how you like to get things in writing. Have you started doing that for yourself? Not for myself, no. I never thought of that. Hmm. Wow, that's a great point. Because I think that if I have a contact with myself, it will force me to do what I need to do instead of just procrastinating all the time. And and since, again, I know you're the only person on our show that has any problems with procrastination and, and Anna and Crystal and Elaine and and Lillian and Isabel and Stuart and Jace, they've all mastered the art of right. letting procrastination That's right. <laughs> I haven't decided yet. <laughs> so that, that makes me think that I should go to Jace and get an encounter for our engagement. Oh, <laughs> well, the only story I hope he's listening. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, Too bad I, he's not on the call today, but I hope he's listening. Well, it's good. It is recorded, so uh, he's got the headache. I, I wanted to ping pong that back to you, Sarah, because I am totally guilty of falling short at times of not necessarily practicing what I preach. The biggest teacher in my life has been to practice what I preach. And there are times where I've actually had to conclude long-term relationships because I realized, and, and I'm setting this up because our next show next week talks about integrity and ethics. 
And to me, if I don't do what I say I'm going to do, what's the point? Right? Right. Right. I have kept that in mind lately. It was very important for me to keep my word because that's something that I learned in personal development. If you don't have your word, then people, you lose trust. And we discussed this in a previous show before. You lose trust, you lose credibility, uh, people are not going to want to work with you. I learned that keeping my word to other people and even myself is, is, if I don't do what I say, it's lacking respect for others and myself. So I, I have kept that in mind lately, that whatever I say, I think twice before I speak because I want to make sure I can do it. Beautiful. I'm going to throw this out there, by the way. This is a little challenge, and I threw this challenge out at the very first time I did this chapter as a group back in 2006. I challenged someone to come up with a one-word performance-based contract. And they did. So, Sarah, I'm going to ask you and everybody listening in, it's the beginning of the new year, and the assignment from this show that I would like you all to consider is to sit down at some point, take a sheet of paper, and write out a contract with yourself. This is not a resolution. This is a contract. This is what you are going to do. Make sure you can do it. For example, my contract that I have with myself on a daily basis is I will drink eight glasses of water, purified water, one every hour from the time I wake up to two hours before I go to bed. If I do not drink that water, I'm going to get more sick. I could possibly gain weight. I could possibly get ill. And by drinking that water, I'm more alert. I have the ability to have more energy. The reward is being able to be more compassionate to myself as well. And what I just said there was a performance-based contract. Sarah, it'll be interesting for you to reply back to this next week when it comes to contracts, even for your kids. Do your kids know specifically what they are to do and how they are to do it and what the rewards are and what will be the consequences if they don't? Well, I, they know what is expected of them. I tell them with school, uh, they're straight-A students, and I tell them, this is your job. School is your job. My job is to go to work and provide for you and take care of you. Your job is to go to school and be the best student that you can be. They're very good students. And also at home, they know the, the chores they're expected to do. And when they don't do them, then here comes angry mama saying, I've been telling you to do this for so many years, ever since you were three or whatever, and why do I keep saying it? Why don't you understand? But having a contract, it is such a, like an amazing idea. It's such a, it's, it's brilliant because it will keep them responsible. I don't know the word I'm looking for. I can't quite get it, but uh, yes, accountable for what they need to do. And also myself, having, and I think having a contract with them, it will allow me not to get out of uh, control. I would just sit with them and say, look, look, listen, this is your contract and you failed to complete it. Therefore, the consequences are such. And, and it will be a lot easier and I will stay calm and it will be a lot better for them to understand. And I think that will allow us to have a better relationship instead of me yelling, I can't believe you didn't make your bed or your shoes are on the floor or whatever. So that's brilliant and I love it. And I'm going to go home today and I'm going to make my contract, one for them and one for myself and one for Jace too. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> you have no idea what you got started with me. <laughs> oh. Well, then I want to put an addendum on our contract such that every good contract, the one thing that will be in the revised version of Pay Me What I'm Worth when it comes out in a little bit, is I forgot to put in there that it needs to have a sell-by date. In the United States, most foods have a date printed on it someplace that you should use it up by such and such a time. Anytime a contract is made, it has to be reviewed. A contract must be seen as an organic being. It has the potential to shrink and grow and change. Any contract that's engraved in stone and is used as a weapon against someone that's that, you're missing the point of what a contract should be. So from that, folks, you are hearing me say that any contract you make, unless it's with yourself, doesn't it make sense to sit down with that other person to make the contract? Yes, this is Isabel. I believe so because I have done that with my clients. I told them that it was a very good idea to write a contract. If they don't show it to someone... And if they don't talk about it with someone, they will not do it. Even if it's a contract they wrote, they will not do it. So to get to be accountable, they they have to. If you if you write a contract with yourself, talk to someone else and tell them that to show show you at the end of the contract if you have done it or not. Good point. I, I'm still going to wiggle woggle on that because. If there's any part of my contract with another person where I'm meant to be the police person or the enforcer, you set me up to fail because I have no desire whatsoever to have autonomy over your life such that I have the authority to tell you to do what you say you're going to do. Did that make any sense? It's not, it's not to tell the other person to do the job. It's for the person who wrote the contract to say, okay, it's not only with myself. Some people are very good with that, but some people need to know that there is someone else. Isabel, I'm pushing back. There's there's something you're missing here. Folks, What it, can you help me out here? I have found when I'm, this is Crystal, when I'm working with um, a good friend of mine and we said, we're going to do this, 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 and this, and she admitted to me that even if I hold her accountable, she finds herself saying, well, Crystal won't know about it, so she lies to herself because she doesn't want to be embarrassed to tell me that she might have, quote-unquote, failed with our agreement. So I eventually said, it's not about me, it's about you. And you have to be honest with yourself in order to proceed with whatever your, quote-unquote, goal is. But I found for the accountability part, unless they come out and ask me for it, if I just hold them to it, I can't make my dream for them their dream for that. Exactly. This this aligns with Anna. You said something earlier about when a person does something for themselves and it's not handed to you. Will you repeat that? When you actually take your steps and you're on your journey, you're creating it for yourself. There is much more of an appreciation for that, and so much more of you in that that end result. So. It's 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 just it makes it more I want to say it makes it more powerful 
that end result, you, you're getting to that end result and you had all of that creativity and that input put into it, it makes it just so much more yours and so much more, there's really not a word I can put on it except that it makes it bigger than it would have been if I just handed it to you. Exactly. And, and this is why uh, something I'm going to introduce to everybody here on the show, because at the end of the month, when we conclude our on-air series, we are going to be starting up a second series. And so, for lack of better words, just a real quick plug. For those who want to get on the next series of this, starting on February 11th, you need to call me and you need to have an audition. Now, after this initial team finishes their on-air, they get 102 more weeks of time with me to get through this book and build their confidence even more. And one of the things that I've invited everyone to consider is to invite family, invite friends, invite people to go along the journey for them because it's kind of like having a walking partner or a workout partner. And Isabel, what I'm hearing you say is when a person invites you to be an accountability person in their life such that they're more inclined to do something that they say they're going to do if they tell someone they're going to do it. Notion that if I say to you, hey, I want to go for a walk every day, and I know that you're coming at 10 o'clock in the morning every day to go for a walk because I've told you that's what I want to do, and you show up and I'm still in my shorts going, you know, what's going on? It's like, oops. I understand that there's the incentive part of what you're saying, but what Anna just brought up, and this is the most important part, important part about confidence is if you are 100% accountable for what you say I'm going to do, I can, this is one of the few guarantees I'll make you, I can guarantee you if you are that accountable, your level of confidence within yourself is palpable. Moving into this next part, time, more important than money. Why do you think I bring that up? Sarah, I know that you, you, you really brought up an important point. One of the things that I've always been totally bedazzled, Anna, Sarah, I know you have kids you're taking care of. Uh, it's, I, I don't recall. Elaine, are you, are, are you actively parenting? Sort of. I have my Down syndrome brother who's 44, but he's been evaluated to be about you know eight years old in terms of practical daily living. So, yeah, I've inherited my brother, and he lives here with me and Daniel. Okay. This is what dazzles my mind, is how you all can do what you do and remain sane. (laughs) (laughs) Some days it's hard, but you just blow through them and move on. For those caring for other people, whether it's human beings, whether it's four-legged, two-winged, in other words, you're responsible for the care of another living being. Are you taking the time to make a contract with yourself to have enough time to take care of yourself? This is Sarah. That is a great question. Every time I even thought of taking care of myself and taking time for myself, I used to feel guilty. I've come to learn that in order for me to take care of others, I have to take care of myself first. So I have learned to taking time for myself. I take a book and I go read or I go out and get a facial, get a massage. I go shopping. Even if I don't buy anything, I just go out for a couple hours and look at stuff and just take things out of my mind. But that 
and, and that really works because I have to be with myself first. And, and it was tough for me to get to that place, but I finally learned it. And I finally, after personal development and going to doctors and, and, and reading books and listening to different CD programs, I come to learn that I come first because without me, really, the girls couldn't take care of themselves. So I have to take care of myself first. And health is, is, is definitely the most important thing. So it was tough, but I finally, I'm finally doing it. <laughs> so everybody, I want you to get out your calendars. And I'm asking you all to do a reoccurring appointment of at least 10 minutes daily. It can be at any point in the day. It doesn't have to be engraved in stone at a specific time every day. But please... At the bare bones, 10 minutes a day where you have the right to say, this is me time. I, I think 10 minutes is not considered greedy. Am I being greedy by asking for 10 minutes? Mm, not at all. Things get sped up. And I look at the, how many contracts eat our confidence. Eat our confidence every time. A credit card slip is signed. You're mortgaging time. You are mortgaging your life to pay for it. You have made a contract with the credit card company that you are going to honor what you signed for. Yeah? yeah. Yes. Yes. So the next time you sign a credit card slip, unless you've got money in your checking account or your savings account to pay that bill, when you sign, one of the reasons why I left credit cards decades ago, and I have only a debit card. If I have no money, I have no use to spend, I have no reason to get my debit card out. But I, when I stopped and, and really looked at the fact that I am mortgaging my life when I take out a loan, it really gives me pause to take out that loan. Did that push any buttons? Yes, Saul, this is Sarah once again. I'm in the same boat as you. I was forced to uh, stop using credit cards. I couldn't afford them, so I stopped using them, and I closed them down, and I still owe a little bit of money on them. And then I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do without credit cards? How am I going to survive? It's the best thing that I've done because uh, just like with, you know, like you're saying, if I have the money in the bank, I use my debit card. If I don't have the money, then I don't really need it. So it's awesome. It's great. I love it. And your point that you're making that I want to highlight for everyone is when it comes to your sense of confidence, how confidence building is it when you're sitting there looking at the fact that, it's well, let's see, do I pay the light bill? Do I pay, they pay the cell phone bill? Uh, can I pay rent? For my mortgage, can I pay my car payment? Those are confidence builders, right? <laughs> right. In a way, though, I've I've got something that's going to maybe just shine a different light on that, and that is thinking about everyone else talking about this. I realised I actually get some confidence from these contracts, whether they're written or verbal or you know in any other way, because of my own level of accountability when we're talking about that. Now, I know I'm accountable. I'm going to be there. I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. And, okay, I'm, I, I might say that I'm going to be an accountability buddy for somebody so I can shop for them as well, but they still have the responsibility to do their end, and I'm not going to make them do it. But I know that I'm 100% committed. 
And so from that level, I actually gain confidence from these kinds of contracts that we're discussing. And so even if I have a credit card, I, for, forever and a day, I have paid every single credit card bill I ever get in full. I, I, I don't rack them up or anything, but they're just a convenience for me. And I actually have, when I, when I pay for something with a credit card, I know that I'm going to pay that at the end of the month. I'm not going to pay any interest on it. And I actually feel confident about that. So that's kind of like the flip side of what you guys are saying. Excellent. Excellent. Feeling secure. Good. What else? I, I'm often curious when it comes, Elaine, to as you're building your, your isogenics business and you invest in people's time. And Crystal, you do the same thing. You invest in people via time. Yes. And when you run up against someone who, like Anna was saying earlier, they, they just don't recognize the value of your time because you're giving it to them. Right. Do you rewrite your confidence at that point? Do you rewrite how you do your contracts with people? Did that make any sense? Yeah. Well, I guess I don't look at it as personal. It's a business. It's not necessarily me. So if they, that I have friends that are very heavy, very heavy, that need to lose the weight, but they're just not ready to wrap their hands around what that means in terms of changing their life even a little bit. But I don't look at that as personal. They're just not ready for the gift of isogenics. And if they're not ready, that's cool. I move on. Crystal, talking about how you've invested a quarter of a million dollars in yourself. You had a, enough confidence. You have enough confidence in yourself, to take on that debt load, to me, that's inspiring. Can I chime in here, Sol? Oh, please. She chose to invest in herself for herself, but think about as she moves into that, she will actually be investing to help others and to inspire others and to move others and help others with their health, which obviously is going to lead into other great things in their life. So if she can talk about her investment in self, yes, that's a huge confidence builder when you can invest in yourself in such a sense that not only is it for you, but it's for other people as well. It's incredible, incredible. I'm going to ask you to quickly, I'm putting you all on the spot here, quickly think of one contract you're going to either create, review, or amend within the next 24 hours. Once again, what is one contract you are either going to create, review, or amend within the next 24 hours? Who's gonna be the first brave soul to kick this off? And whoever kicks this off, you need to toss the ball to somebody else. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Stuart, yeah. So I wrote this down because of the, uh, the book, so I'll be quick. I will create a method of acquiring two great coaching clients. Here we go. Over to Anna. My contract is to, I'm going to create a contract to finish my book. And let's go to Elaine. Okay. I have a similar contract, I guess, about my business because Everyone talks about goal setting and how important it is to make your business successful, and I believe that, but I haven't really done it. And so um, I was talking to my business partner this morning about this, and we're going to both set up goals of how many people we're going to talk to each day. And maybe it'll be two, maybe it'll be three. And just at least at the minimum, you can share the gift of isogenics at least to that many people every day. Excellent. Elaine, who are you going to toss the ball to? 
I'll give it to Crystal. I am going to commit to three hours minimum of studying for board exams, which are coming up in March, and also to stop consuming sugar, as I found <laughs> that sugar inhibits my ability to recall my information and to even let it go into my brain when I'm studying for these board exams. So I have to save time from studying by changing up my diet a little bit. Good for you. I find alcohol does that. Yeah. <laughs> I suggest a brain boost is better. <laughs> All right, Crystal, who are you going to pass the ball to? Sarah. My contract for this year, well, right now, is I'm going to start working out. I should have started this morning at 6 in the morning. I'm going to work out every day, at least half an hour a day. I'm going to drink more water, and I'm going to have a weekly family meeting with the girls. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. All right, Sarah, who's next? Yeah. I'm going to write a contract, finish my website. I've been talking about my website for weeks, so I'm going to do that. And I'm going to write a contract for my son, who is 14 years old, and it's making myself crazy. So I'm going to make a contract for him. <laughs> That's his job. <laughs> Make sure that's a line item in the contract. Make mom crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's a job. <laughs> I love it. Well, I gave you all a challenge in this show. I'm going to see if we can. You all have been Skyping me various words that you are, are good contenders for this one word contract. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because. Many times when people think of contracts, they think, oh, my God, you know, pages and pages of lots of words and blah, 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 and so forth. It can be. I'll never forget the time when I was a consultant for a, one of the largest law firms in the upper Midwest, actually now the country. And I remember sitting down one evening when I was about to wrap things up, and I was privileged and honored to be in the office of one of the founding partners of that law firm. I mean, this is a multi-B as in boy, billion dollar law firm. And I had been helping him on a particular project. And he looked at me and he says, you know, Sol, you want to, one of the more valuable pieces of advice I give my clients. And keep in mind, I, I knew what this man's bill rate was at that time. And this was back in the middle 90s. This particular partner's bill rate was $2,400 per 15 minutes. <laughs> so if you called him up for a five-minute phone call, you better be prepared to fork out $2,400. I figured, okay, I better listen to this. And he says, here's the deal with written contracts. Unless you have the money in the bank to hire a person like me to enforce a contract, you better trust your intuition. You, you can trust that person's word. And even if you do hire a person like me to enforce a contract, think that every single page of that contract is going to take an attorney at least an hour. So if you have a 10-page contract, you can pretty much guarantee you're going to get billed for at least an hour. And I thought to myself, in the past, I've signed contracts with TV stations, book producers. I've signed some pretty lengthy contracts. 
and fortunately everything turned out all right. But I realized if I ever had to actually pay to have a contract enforced, I probably would have spent more than what the contract was written for. So the moral of the story is chapter eight, pay me what I'm worth, performance-based contracts, building confidence. If your word isn't your deed, we need to get there. And that's what we're going to talk about in next week's show. Earlier in the show, I talked about creating a one-word contract. One simple word. I'll give you a clue. It's a four-letter word, and it starts with the letter L. Everybody's typing the same word. I love it. You got it. Who wants to say it? Love. Love. Love, love, love. One-word contract, performance-based contract, love. Because performance-based contract has four components. What is it that you're going to do? How are you going to do it or what is it due by? What are the rewards and what are the consequences? And to me, this one four-letter word summarizes it quite eloquently. Yeah? Yep. Yes. 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 Yep. So to summarize this week's show on building confidence, it's common sense. When you know what's expected of you, how it's expected of you, what will happen if you do what you say you're going to do, and that is the agreement you've made, and if you know how you're going to be rewarded, and you know how there may be some consequences if you are unable to live up to your agreements. If you know all of this in advance in the form of a contract, it builds confidence. One of the most devastating ways I've witnessed people lose their sense of confidence, lose their sense of confidence to shake them to their very core, is when they experience betrayal, when someone breaks their trust. And trust is built around agreements. Trust is built around expectations, agreements, and when somebody all of a sudden, out of the blue, changes something, especially if they're near and dear to you or they're important to you, that can shake your confidence. As a coach, a monk, a teacher, it is rare that I've witnessed two people who have broken their trust with each other. They've shattered their trust. They've shattered their confidence with each other. Rarely do I see people rebuild that same level of trust. So if your word is not your deed, if you're, let's just put it this way, if your word takes a while to actually become your deed, there's less likelihood people are going to feel confident about you. So from a performance-based contract standpoint, as you make your agreements with yourself this year, I would like you to make an agreement with me listening to this show. And that agreement simply is stop and think about what all of these amazing people are sharing with you over the last few weeks. You can go back and listen to all of these shows out on our cast page at bit.ly.com, B-I-T-L-Y.com forward slash confidence cast. It sounds like two words, but it's all one word together, confidence cast, B 
bitly.com forward slash confidence cast. Not only will you be able to listen to the wisdom of these people that have been on this show now for ongoing now nine weeks, but you'll begin to understand they took a risk in taking this journey in front of you. I'd like you to reward these people. I'm, I'm asking you to make a contract with yourself to be curious. Be curious by coming out to the very least to our Confidence Cast page at bit.ly.com forward slash Confidence Cast. Take a look at the page. Let us know how you're doing with this Confidence Series. We're going to begin now to switch gears because we're coming toward the end of our first PWR Talk Confidence Cast. And I very much would appreciate you helping me show Lillian Caldwell, the founder of PWR Talk Radio, some gratitude. I am most grateful for her allowing me to be able to be with you each week for an hour as we build our confidence. Be so kind as to go out to pwrtalk.com. pwrtalk.com. At the very least, sign up and become a member. Share your comments about this show and how has this show helped you build confidence. It is my dream and my desire that for the eight people on this series, you've had a chance to get to know them well. And I highly encourage you to check out their personal pages. Check out who they are. They're some great people. For our next show, we're going to dive into ethics and integrity. Ethics and integrity. Listen, as we dive deep into this concept of ethics and integrity, I would encourage you to muddle about your own definitions of ethics and integrity. What does that word ethics mean to you? What, are the word, what, what does the word integrity mean to you? And you'll be well primed for our next show. And with that, Crew, on the count of three, I'd like to hear a rounding aloha to wish everyone a fabulous week. One, two, three. Aloha! And now, a few words from Lillian. Thank you for listening to PWR Network. I'm Lillian Caldwell, the founder of PWR Network. I personally thank you, as well as my other listeners, for your support. To enjoy the benefits being heard by our 8 million plus listeners, call me at 734-827-9406 to explore how to become a PWR Network host or sponsor. Once again, I'm Lillian Caldwell, the founder of PWR Network. Thank you for listening to this program. We look forward to hearing from you. You're listening to PWR Network, the world in your hands. By all means, we enjoy hearing from you. Leave a comment in the comment box just below here on the show notes. We also would so enjoy receiving your support as well. Kindly visit pwrtalk.com and look on the right-hand side where you can share a donation of any amount. For those who are listening to us around the world, thank you to all the millions of listeners listening to PWR Talk Network. Hello? At the tone, record your comments about PWR Network. Thanks for listening. 
We look forward to hearing from you. Would you please call our listener line at 734-827-9406. Again, our listener line is 734-827-9406. You can press the pound key and go right into voicemail, and you can share your comments about our shows. You may just hear your comment on air. Thank you for sharing some feedback to PWR Network by calling our comment line at 734-827-9406. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.